Ayo, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. If you are currently listening on Spotify, then you can like and follow and download. If you're listening on iTunes, then you can like and follow and download and leave a five-star review and comment. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, then you can like and follow and comment. Check us out on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at Songwriting Saves the World. On Facebook, like our page, Songwriting Saves the World, and on Twitter, at Song Saves World. And if you really, really love our show, then you can support us like, on really Patreon for $4 a month. You get extra content for the guests, like song breakdowns, and you get a Songwriting Saves the World laptop sticker and more merch coming soon, so go check that out. And without further ado, let's jump into this episode with literally one of our favorite people in the world, Rebecca the Jordan person. Smith. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. Today we have the most special guest oh. ever. Oh my gosh. Rebecca Jordan-Smith. Rebecca is a singer and songwriter from Portland, Oregon. Her songs have been recorded by Prince, John Legend, Kelly Clarkson, Adrian Young, and more. <laughs> Rebecca has worked as a producer in commercial music, a creative manager in music publishing, and has taught at music art programs at several universities. And she's also one of our favorite people yes. in the world. So <laughs> welcome. welcome to the show, Rebecca. Aww, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. We have a little intro game that we created called Write Tour okay. Tank. And essentially write you can tour tank. write with an artist, tour with okay. an artist, and then one has to be dumped in a water tank. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's harsh. It's kind of hard. <laughs> well, see, harsh world out it's there. An, it's a nicer version of F. Mary Kill because it's okay. a water tank. No one dies. Right. You're not going to die. Exactly. Just, hopefully you, just you can swim. swim or you'll drown. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So the Do they get like floaties? They can. If they need? Okay. We can All give right. them floaties. That, yeah. That can be an That would make me feel game. better. Or then maybe, I don't care. Then it could be fine. like shallow enough <laughs> where they could stand. Like you fall, but you okay. can just get yeah. up. All right. Yeah, dump yeah. it up. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> so the three options are Joni Mitchell. Lauren Hill and Whitney Houston. Wait, what? <laughs> Why make they're so different? Joni yeah, Mitchell, Lauren Hill, Whitney Houston. Oh my gosh. And I love them for so many different reasons. Well, I mean, obviously right Joni Mitchell. Like, I mean, that's Yeah. That there's no contest there. <laughs> Even though, you know, I'd actually Writing with Whitney Houston could be interesting because, you know, technically she wasn't known to write mm-hmm. her songs. Mm. And yet, I think there were so many stories in that woman. There were that if someone could have gotten, gotten her communicating that way, that could have been really interesting. But since we don't know that, I would say write <laughs> with Joni Mitchell because I think she's a genius. Um, a lot yeah. of you lyrically tour. This is bad because it's. It's it's leaning towards tanking Whitney. I mean, because, mm. I mean, tour, it just feels like Lauren touring would be so fun. And she's known to be late when she's, <laughs> she's really? performed. So I probably get to, you know, I could just go out there. Or, go like, on and on. <laughs> yeah. And there probably are awesome guests, you know, showing up for her. That's fair. Yeah. Be a lot oh, of fun. Man. But just... Wow, to tank Whitney. I mean, okay, all right. A couple we, people have like technically cheated in the game and just been what? like, "I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna <laughs> tour with two. Yep. I'm gonna write with two. 
So if you really, really need to, that option is not technically there, but you can take it if you want. No, no you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna follow the construct. I'm gonna okay. stick to it. You know what? There's hard choices <laughs> in songs. You gotta be able to make a choice. That's true. Right? All right. Whitney will look good. She will be fine. She will. We did the Whitney, floaties. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. she's floaties got her little there. floaties. We we write with Joni, we tour with Lauren, and we uh, we swim. We just with Whitney. We swim. We, swim we with float. <laughs> we float with Whitney. We float with her. Yeah, I mean, with that lineup, there there really was no wrong answer, right? Because they're mm. all amazing. So. Agreed. So, can you start with giving us like a background summary of your musical journey and what brought you I'm to where sure. you are? I'm sure. Well, first, I'm from Ohio, the other O state, not Oregon. <laughs> um, so I was I grew up in Ohio. I grew up in a musical family. I hear I feel like you hear people say that so much. My family was very musical. Um, mm-hmm. But my mother played the tr- um, the piano for our church. My grandma played the organ mm-hmm. for our church. I used to teach people how to play. My father was a choir director myself and my two older sisters we were like this little gospel trio singing group (laughs) forced to sing and I was like tiny I I was like five and six and seven and eight you know always had to sing the high parts (laughs) and um Mm -hmm. we had to harmonize so we'd go around to like churches and that was really my first experience with music was in church and then all the records that my dad would play I loved music never occurred to me that I would make music that I would write music I wasn't one of those kids you know I remember growing up with kids and you know grade school high school the ones who were always singing or singing and everything Mm -hmm. that was not me I was writing though I was always writing you know the plays and things like that I was a writer Mm -hmm. I thought I would be a writer or an engineer so because music to me didn't seem like a practical thing growing up I didn't Mm -hmm. know anyone who'd done music and the people I knew who did music did it after they worked Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I left Ohio and I went to college I was studying engineering and um I kept I know I kept walking in the engineering building and they would be like oh the art building's over there like I was like why is everyone (laughs) telling me I don't belong in here um but it didn't feel right and I you know I dropped out of college (laughs) I dropped out of the biomedical engineering program and gave my parents a Pretty much a heart attack, but I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I moved to California because my mom had moved to L.A. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like the law there that you must do entertainment in some way. So I became an actor, actually. Mm-hmm. I studied acting, mm-hmm. um, studied method acting, which I think really helped me. But all the while, I had been writing songs. I'd always written. I wrote plays. I wrote poems. I wrote stories. I wrote songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I was in L.A., there, and I was acting. And I was, you know, supporting myself as an actor. Uh, and I'm at this point, like, 20, 21. And um, there was an ad in The Hollywood Reporter for, like, an R&B girl group. Because that was, like, the rage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the guy I was dating at the time was like, you should do this. I've heard you sing. You can <laughs> sing. And I was like, I, oh, my gosh. I go to the audition. I'm so shy. I don't make the group, but I made an impression on them, and I said, I, I really want to write. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not the girl in the group, but can I, can I come to the studio? Can I? And that was, like, the smartest oh, cool. thing I could have done. So I didn't make that group, but I did get to kind of sit in the studio with the woman who put it together, who mm-hmm. had written some songs, and mm-hmm. 
connected me with other people, connected me with a producer, and one thing led to another, and literally a couple years from there, like, probably maybe two years later, I had my first record deal. You know, I ended up writing songs. I did join another duo group, Mm -hmm. which didn't work, but it connected me with other producers, so I kind of just kept saying yes to things. That's a Mm -hmm. big thing for me. Um, just saying yes, being open and seeing where it leads you. And then that set me off on a path as an artist, um, as a recording artist um, on Electra Records. And what we learned from that, I toured, I, you know, I opened for people. I did Lilith Fair. I mm-hmm. toured with Third Eye Blind, Matchbox 20, mm-hmm. all these really rock, you know, and um, non-R&B um, um, groups. <laughs> Your uh, listeners can't see me, I you but so they don't see my complexion. <laughs> but um, that was at the time unexpected, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, from there, I learned the value of songwriting because I was writing all my songs, and that was when I first kind of really started to understand that not everybody does this. Mm-hmm. And so, when I got the record deal, I also got a publishing deal, and mm. that kind of started to set me on the path of understanding publishing even more. Yeah. And um, through um, my second record deal was how I got my first cut. Um, after I left Electra, I got signed by uh, Clive Davis's label imprint through what was um, B&G called um, J Records after he kind of left mm-hmm. um, the label he was at. I got signed there and um, was able to get a, a cut on Cl- Kelly Clarkson, which was my first um songwriting so exciting yeah that's so cool yeah and that's when it really started to click for me that the writing the thing I'd actually been doing since I was a kid and mm-hmm. really loved that I could do this with music which I love without all of the kind of pressures and things about the industry that I don't love you yeah. know and so then I moved to focus on that even more and and then you know started writing for other people moved to New York and you know, did a bunch of other things, kept saying yes, worked in commercial music, came on to an independent music publisher, then got asked to start teaching, which I do now, you know, at NYU, where mm-hmm. I met you two Woo! lovely creators. <laughs> and, and in Portland, where I now live, I teach on songwriting at Lewis and Clark. And so that's really, really fun. Wow. And I love it. I feel like everything that I've experienced as a creative person really was for me to be able to kind of give back and and help other people develop their voice and also kind of navigate and think about what they want to do because that's one thing I didn't understand getting signed so young I was like 23 22 Mm -hmm. when I got a record deal I had no idea who I was I didn't understand how the industry worked and I just there's that phrase that you kind of learn to shave on somebody's face. You know, I don't like learn to <laughs> shave on my own face. Like I, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I would mess up and go, whoops. Oh, well, how does that work? Well, we're going to find out. Oh, well, that doesn't work. You know, so. I'll try again. Yeah. Try something different. Label number two. You know, so. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. That's such so, a journey. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have chickens. Most important thing, <laughs> all of this, all the music led to chickens. I, I think love that's your really the takeaway. That's what everyone needs to know. <laughs> that's the piece. That's the really essential. What's the lesson here? Is it is this is chicken beautiful chickens. Is the end goal. This is how you that get, is the answer. Yeah. This is how you get a flock of four chickens. <laughs> This is how you do it. <laughs> That's so funny. I will say when I open up my Instagram app and I see your chickens, my Same. day is just automatically bright. I love it. I love that you 
asked when you auditioned for the girl group that you asked to write for them. I feel like, did you, were you really like aware of like the world of writing at that point? Or were you just like, I know that I can do this and I'm interested in it? Yeah, I I don't know what possessed me to do that. <laughs> I understood, though, that it was an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm as shy as I was back then. And one thing I think I've always understood is, you know, you only, you know, when you get an opportunity, you make try to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was curious. And that's another thing I try to encourage in my students is not losing your curiosity we get, we're all going to be afraid of something, but if you let your fear overtake your curiosity, you don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm learning the songs, you know, it was probably just a logical thing in my head of, oh, well, who's writing these? Because, you know, I'm yeah. just always kind of, well, that's what I'm, well, who who's producing this? I did know that she was a writer, mm-hmm. the woman who was behind mm-hmm. it, and I knew that she had written two songs, which I really liked. And so I'm looking at her, and she was this, you know, really gorgeous woman from England, and she had this accent and you know I'm, I grew up in Ohio I'd never met a black woman with an English accent she was just all kinds of fabulous to me so I'm looking at like well how does she how is she sitting here doing this and I just I think my curiosity overtook my fear and yeah. so I I just asked you know and and it's it's funny sometimes when you just ask you know you'd be surprised what you get yeah, that's so true as far as, like, this podcast is really, I feel like Shona, Nick, and yeah. I, that, like, just we're like, how are we going to do this? Like, who's going to be on the show? And then we just were like, okay, we're going to ask people. And we started asking, like, <laughs> so many people. We've asked so many people. <laughs> and then, like, that's some great. small percent say yes, and it just happened. Lots of emails. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, you 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 want those, those few yeses, and it doesn't matter the percentage. Coming from an acting background of auditioning and Mm -hmm. understanding that for every one job you book you've Mm -hmm. been told no like 99 times you just wait for the few you don't care you get immune to the other and the yeses are so special yeah right right good job good on you thank you so on this podcast we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox they're okay. essentially just kind of like tips and tricks that you've learned throughout the years yeah. that you apply to your songwriting. What are uh-huh. three things that you have in your songwriting toolbox that you could share with us? Three things. Um, that's great because I do still write. I don't write as much. You know, I used to run all around, you know, New York and L.A. going on writing sessions. And now mm-hmm. I'm really super selective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love, I love a good writing session. I've met some people that I just adore that way. So... Um, I feel like my tools might be slightly different if I'm collaborating with others than writing alone in a way, but the things that I think are consistent, um, either way are I always have a notebook or the notes on my phone, a list of concepts Mm -hmm. slash titles. Mm -hmm. Like that for me has, that was how I got, cause title was actually how I got my first cut. The Kelly Clarkson song was the other writer I was working with said, I've got a title idea. And so I was really young. I hadn't done a lot of collaborating. Mm-hmm. And that was such an easy way to understand this is how you can connect with another person. Yeah. As opposed to suddenly going on, spending three hours trying to tell your life story and find, you know, yeah. on the ground. <laughs> yeah. which you, do, you do that, too, in a writing session, mm-hmm. right? You go, you, but just connecting around a group of words. And that was a way. So I always have 
concepts and titles prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like if I have a session or even if I'm writing on my own, I may consult that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would I have? Um, I, I actually read a lot of poetry. I have always read yeah. a lot of poetry. And I feel like, because I think that songwriting is not just when you sit down to write. Songwriting is how you look at the mm-hmm, world definitely. all the time. And so what I've learned is if I'm not feeding that and feeding that kind of well, it's harder for me to just sit down mm-hmm. if I'm not, mm-hmm. you, if I'm just not constantly kind of being elastic with language, you know, or seeing that I can. Yeah. So I, I read a poem like every day, <laughs> like a nerd, like a word of the day. I read poems every day and I have it, on, I have little apps on my phone, I have follow them on social media. So somewhere in the day, someone's going to show me a poem <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's really important because it's outside of songwriting, but it's about language because we're yeah. really talking about communicating. Yeah. Um, so poetry is in my toolkit. Uh, um, like a list, like kind of Dana at NYU calls it a hook book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> but, that. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like nifty. I don't want to <laughs> use it because I feel like it's probably copywritten or something. But, <laughs> but like that. And what else would be in my toolkit? Um. I think um, humility or flexibility would be mm, in my toolkit, yeah. you know, some combination of those. Because I think it's so easy to get really critical mm-hmm. and self-critical yeah. and, and, and that stops everything to me. That, that's like super impeding progress. And, and the point of this is overcoming that and kind of tricking your ego into chilling out so that... <laughs> It, it will, it will just, it can come, you know, your insecurities can sit next to you, but you just don't want them to over, you know, interject like, okay, you have a seat right here, yeah. but this is what we're doing yeah. for the next bit of time. I love that. That's um, so important. It's so easy to get in your head, but it's, I feel like I've said before that songwriting makes me feel like a better version of myself because it requires the best version of myself. Like it requires like... <gasps> A version of myself that is, like, go with the flow and that is, like, empathetic and is good listener Mm -hmm. and, like, those kind of things are Mm -hmm. necessary to write. So when I'm writing a lot and, like, collaborating with people, that's what I have to show up as and it just translates to other parts of my life, too. I feel the same way. I feel like collaboration has made me a better person. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my husband For all the real. time, like, I would I would not be, I would be a different kind of wife <laughs> if, I <didn't, laughs> if I didn't have to hold, you know, seemingly conflicting ideas yeah. in both of my hands and figure out, well, ooh, how could these be, how could these maybe even work together or feed off of each other? You yeah. know what? One thing I also just remember looking at my phone is voice memos. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Like I have a trillion yep. of them. Like <laughs> I record it. I record everything, and I don't. And I don't delete either. Like if mm-hmm. I'm writing, I write notebooks, but I also now with technology have to. When I'm zooming, I it's quicker. Mm-hmm. It's easier to just write in my yeah. iPad or computer. But I will not delete. If even if we change the whole first verse, it's never getting deleted because <laughs> I'm nervous that there might be something in there for later or for the yeah. bridge or for some other song. So I. I'm a big believer in just put it in parentheses or mm-hmm. move it down in your doc. Please do not <laughs> delete, you know, because we'll be like, what was that thing? You know, and no one knows. And yeah, that's so funny because um, 
Anik and Rachel from NYU and and me have this game that Rachel invented, the voice memo game, <laughs> where, where we like just take turns and you scroll randomly in your phone and your voice memos and then you click on one stop and you have to play it. <gasps> And it's just hilarious because there's so many, like, we just, like, are groggy in the middle of the night and have, like, hummed something into our phone that's, like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. There's, like, just thousands. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is the best game I've ever heard. I would actually watch that weekly. If that was a new show on Netflix or or Hulu, songwriters going through voice memos and having a... I would watch that. (laughs) It's entertaining. For I would sure. love it's that. It's entertaining, yeah. but also sometimes when it's, it's a bad, scary, you're like, right? Oh no! Yeah, you're like, do I, have I don't to play like. That? None of mine have titles. It's just like voice memo and then like a number right. or an address yeah. of where I am. So I'm like, and I do like, not know what, what this what is. What was I thinking? Yeah, I've seen. I've had that too. Because especially like Sasha said, those groggy four or five oh, a.m. Yeah. ones, and you're like, what was I even <laughs> thinking? Like sometimes what? when it's not even what words, was that? And it's just like a melody, but you're like humming something that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Because Rachel's always like, you do can't do lot. it. Rachel says not to listen to it before. She's like, you just have to play it blindly. Yep. So you're like, oh, oh my no. gosh. What trust? What trust you all have built? It's hilarious. <laughs> this is a, these are strong friendships yeah. <laughs> to be able to do that. Oh my gosh. That's funny. And sometimes I've even like talked out songs too. So I'll just be mm. rambling trying to get to. <laughs> You know, which is also sounds crazy. Like, that sounds like a crazy person, you know. (laughs) I would never want my husband to hear all these things. (laughs) I do this. He's not playing the game. I do this thing sometimes to try to, like, if I feel a certain type of writer's blog where I'm like, all my melodies sound the same, like, I don't know, just nothing Mm -hmm. new is coming to me. I'll just, like, put on a beat on YouTube or something and then put on my voice Mm -hmm. memos and just, like, sing. And I'm just trying to, like, free up my, like, voice and senses and stuff and just like sing random things but when i hear it back i'm like honey <laughs> you're like girl you what? were not you were free, you were free all right that was free exactly so you've had some really cool experiences writing with like amazing artists mm-hmm. like the john legend story you told at nyu yeah So what's your advice for when you're meeting someone new and writing with them for the first time to kind of break the ice and find a connection there? Mm. Um, Well, I think this is, you know, and I know that the story you're mentioning, this is a great opportunity, a a great example of when, you know, that kind of preparation meets Mm -hmm. an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, I was really nervous. I was supposed to just have a meeting with John Legend. Um, We're both from Ohio. We had both won, been awarded this um, Abe Mm Oldman Award, which goes through the songwriters hall of fame every pro um ASCAP, bmi they choose um you know a writer and put forward for this award that through the songwriters hall of fame he got it one year and i got it you mm-hmm. know years later and um so we i thought we were just having a meeting i didn't bring a guitar <laughs> i didn't you know i hadn't planned to play the piano because why would i it's john legend and um and he walked in and was just like, what are two writers going to have a meeting about? Let's write a song. You know, so I was scary. <laughs> you know, heart. heart stops, you know, the room yeah, starts yeah. spinning, you know, the needle scratches <laughs> off the record. And like, good but, point, but yeah, but like I had a notebook mm. on me because I always had a notebook and I had all these concepts and titles in my phone. And so. 
I relied mm-hmm. on that. And that was how we wrote. We chose a title and an idea, and I had this whole elaborate, you know, thing about it. You know, I would make up all these stories behind even the poppiest uh-huh. damn song. And he, he would go, oh, my gosh, you're funny. <laughs> and so, and that's how we wrote. We wrote a song that day. And, um, and so I think being prepared that way, because sometimes, I mean, when you meet a, a potential collaborator, you know, this is like, it's like dating mm-hmm. in, in this, but in this even deeper way, because you're potentially going to get even deeper than you would yeah. with the first date. And you, and there needs to be even more intimacy in a way and less fear. And, and that's kind of unnatural to just meet somebody. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> so let's just get just into, get you right know, into all your psychological <laughs> Yeah, and how you feel about the world when it comes... I mean, who does that? Mm-hmm. Songwriters. You know? <laughs> That's about it. And so I find, like, having these kind of, um, you know, titles and concepts, almost these just arbitrary things that we can all try to find mm-hmm. a way into is helpful um, for bonding. Other, other times it's talking, but sometimes some people aren't as open, and sometimes people are rigid. And I've had sessions with people that... I thought to myself, this is not a person I particularly ever need to see again. I'm just going to try to, you know, finish this session and, you know, hope for the, you know, I've had some tough ones and then I've had other ones where I'm just like, I love this person. This is a soulmate of mine. Where have you been all my life? You know, what what else are we going to do? We're making plans for our, you, you know oh my gosh, we could just do this together, yep. you know? Yeah. Like, you know, you're like your little kids and just so happy to have, you know, found each other. Mm-hmm. So it really depends. And that's the other thing, like, I've learned to not take it personally. Like, if it mm-hmm. doesn't click, it's all right. Mm-hmm. And it's not an indictment of me personally or even them. It could just be that our styles are different. Another thing I think it's helpful when you're working with collaborating is to know that your role mm-hmm. might change. Like maybe on your own or maybe with your, you know, the people you usually collaborate with, maybe you're the ideas person or maybe you're the melody person or maybe you're the lyric mm-hmm. or maybe the chord person. But you, with a new person, you might have a different role yeah. or a new group of people. Maybe you're the editor. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're the person who kind of mediates, you know. So I think understanding that what you're used to always doing is not what you're always going <laughs> to get to do. <laughs> And, and, and wanting that, being okay with that, you know, because every song is different. You know, I really think that they're like little yeah. snowflakes. They're just, <laughs> they're just all different and sparkly and unique how they come together. And so it's important. It's super important to be flexible. Anik and I literally, I think we're talking about this yesterday, how sometimes yeah. we, we write songs and we like, we know we've written songs before and songs that we like, but then every time we write a good song, we're like, how did that happen? Like, how how did we do that? And then what? when it comes yeah. to, like, a new session, I'm like, I'm starting at square one all over again. Like, I have some <laughs> things I sort of remember that I'm supposed to do, but really, this is up to fate. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's true. It's true. There is some kind of, like, magic thing that happens, and that's why these little to me, these tools mm-hmm. of even saving voice memos, mm-hmm. right? Saving snippets of ideas. All of this mm-hmm. stuff is to help you 
But truthfully, none of us yeah. knew what was going to happen, you know? <laughs> when we go in, I'm yeah. like, well, hoping for the yeah. <laughs> a day. We'll see what happens. It's just hard when there's, you like, know? writer's block because every single time yeah. that I experience a time where I'm not writing as much or I have writer's block, I'm mm. like, how did I yeah. even – I wrote so many what songs I? <laughs> and I don't know how I did that because now I'm at this – what am I going to do? Like, how am yeah. I going to ever write a song again? Well, and I think – Sasha made a great point about even using rhythm. Mm -hmm. I feel like rhythm is such a great Mm -hmm. tool, you know, using loops or beats or something, or even challenging yourself to switch up your rhythm, your melodic rhythm, like your patterns. Like if you can objectively look at what you do and identify things that you consistently do, sometimes to unbreak yourself, just make Mm -hmm. yourself do the opposite, you know, make yourself do something different. But I love playing with loops and rhythms that's what sometimes i really love when people yeah. send me tracks mm-hmm. um because it's a it's a it's not how i mean on my own i'm gonna pick up mm-hmm. a guitar i'm gonna go to the piano so it's kind of a nice break for me and a different way to think about fitting myself and fitting ideas into parameters yeah definitely um, yeah i think it's some if you're not used to it i guess if you are forcing yourself to do it it helps like I mm-hmm. never wrote to tracks before I went to NYU. Mm-hmm. It would just be me and mm-hmm. my guitar. And then mm-hmm. in NYU is the first time that I wrote to a beat. And then after that, like with Rachel and Sasha, we've written to beats before. And then that yeah. was like the first time that I started doing that. And I did definitely help like the melodies that I'd come up with and lyrics and yeah. energy were a lot different than when I would mm-hmm. be sitting on my guitar. It makes you focus on them even more in a different way, mm-hmm. you know? Because you're also trying to go for dynamic across the song. Yeah. Right? In a different way. And and you're not responsible for the chords. <laughs> unless you know the person and you can be like, yeah. you change this part. <laughs> Actually, yeah. just a little note. I wouldn't have gone to the fourth there. You know, I would have gone. You know. <laughs> just me personally. Please change it. Yeah. <laughs> so the music industry is essentially an industry that's kind of built off of connections and favors. What are some of your mm-hmm. tips as far as networking that you could share with us? Wow. I mean, I'm I'm learning now, you know, and teaching for me, you know, every summer and now at, at Lewis and Clark each semester, I'm, you know, learning and I'm researching and looking things up and reading articles, trying mm-hmm. to keep myself current because this is a different music industry than the one that I got yeah. signed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sasha let on a big sign. <laughs> it's not as good, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I think there's... You know, there's actually some wonderful benefits and pluses, and then there's some challenges, you know? Yes. What's great is there is, there's so much more power in a way placed mm-hmm. in the artist, yeah. you know, but there's also now a lot of mo- lot more responsibilities and yeah. a lot more <laughs> things to know. You've got to figure out how to market yourself, how to brand yourself, how to do these things. Is When I got signed, the label did that. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't know how to do anything like that. I just wrote songs. Like but hands off. That, yeah, <laughs> but that was problematic as well because if they get the idea of who you are wrong, mm-hmm. you know, right. which is what, what happened to me, honestly. You know, this is why I really talk so much, you know, to other artists about it's important to understand who you are. And so I do think what's awesome is the way the industry is now, it's really set up for you to develop and develop yourself without somebody kind of standing in there making um, demands and insisting you be a certain way and you not understanding yet if is that authentic or not or what do I do how do I respond to that mm-hmm. um, but I do think in terms of reaching out to other people um, you know 
I don't. I think it, relationships are important, and you mm-hmm. don't want it to feel transactional, even if it kind of is. So I always suggest, um, and it's something I learned too. Uh, you know, in my own career, is that you come from a place of not. I want this. Give me this. Mm-hmm. Can you do this for me? Mm-hmm. I like to come from a place of well, of offering. Mm. Of how how could I add, or how could my skill set help you? Yeah, this is what I, I like think that. I do really well. Ooh, could I wonder? Could how could I fit into your you know production group? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I you know how could I contribute? I'm really strong with melodies and concepts because mm-hmm. I've got books on notebooks for days. <laughs> I might really be able to help. So I, I feel like just psychologically that feels more, and it's also just then not selfish. Mm-hmm. Like you're a label or you're a music publisher. I want you to sign <laughs> me versus, um, wow, I really love the writers and artists on your, you know, that you're working with. I'd love to contribute in this mm-hmm. way or how could I, or maybe I could. I just think it's a psychological shift that's important. Yeah. And it kind of sets up the tone of that, that this is a a relationship, meaning it's a two yeah. way street, not just a one way give me street. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that I guess that's an approach that I like and prefer and use. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? On I that? feel. I love that. Wait, sorry, I interrupted Unique. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. I was just saying I like that approach a lot. Um, I feel like yeah, I totally agree with that, and kind of I haven't had like a whole lot of experience with this, but I've been mm-hmm. to like several like writing workshops and stuff, and most of like my friends that I write with have been from places like that and I kind of like people say going into that kind of thing like oh like you're gonna make connections but then I really just feel like I'm like making friends like the best connections are Mm -hmm. like people that I really actually connected with and we like talk like more than just oh can you help me with this music thing and so Mm -hmm. of course like there are connections that are just more like business oriented but I feel like Mm-hmm. The strongest way or the easiest way is to just not like be too like don't put too much pressure on it. Just be like, oh, who would who do I actually Agreed. connect with? Agreed. And your friendships are so important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I I have a, a a friend a person who's become a friend because we've collaborated on a project. Right now, we're in the middle of writing a song, a pitch for mm-hmm. an artist, mm-hmm. a major artist, because we've become friends. Yeah. You know, just because, you know, and she, it was something she was working on. And she's like, hey, will you come in and help me with this? Mm-hmm. And we'll just share it. And and that's built out of a, a friendship. You know, she knows other people that she could go mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you make a really great point, you know, not putting pressure on it. Because I feel like there is this network thing. Yeah. Get yourself out there. <laughs> market yourself. Yeah. Which for a lot of us doesn't feel authentic, mm-hmm. you know. And feels like I'm not a salesman. <laughs> I don't know how to right (laughs) you know and the idea of that that's you know that's like cringy for a lot Mm -hmm. of us so I think really focusing on people that you connect with but no but if you do have to reach out to you know uh, a publisher for some reason or um you know a song Mm -hmm. licensing person or a peer but then approaching it from a human standpoint of trying to find a point of connection and trying to find something in common and trying to find something that you can give an offer to them somehow Mm -hmm. through your skills as opposed to just the asking you know I know from even being on the other side of this a bit you know that you know industry people get weary of that you know of people 
ask you like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of pushing themselves. That's a hard position to be in. I mean, think of it if it were mm-hmm. you, you know, you'd be like, oh my gosh, you know. Right. And they're getting it every so, day. Mm-hmm. Every hour of the yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. And so you appreciate if someone's being human about it and um, compassionate about it yeah. and chill about it. So you've taught songwriting to many a young songwriter, us included. <laughs> And we have learned so much from you, but is there anything that, like, trying to explain musical processes and teaching other people has made you realize about music or has taught you? Um, It's so funny that I, I mean, many years ago, I remember having a conversation about this and and thinking, you can't teach songwriting and you can't teach, you can't learn. Like, I was one of those people who said it Mm -hmm. and, and thought that because I'd been writing for so literally yeah. since I was a child I'd been writing and writing and I got a record deal and such a crazy in such a crazy set of, mm-hmm. set of circumstances so young um writing all my songs so I didn't it didn't occur to me that it's not that it, I used to think oh if you want to write you just yeah. write mm-hmm. and and then when I got invited to teach and and actually, how it how my desire to consider it even came about is I would just have so many conversations mm-hmm. with Phil, Phil Galston, who runs the NYU um, program uh, at Steinhardt. Uh, we were writing together, and we would get into these deep philosophical, uh-huh. you know, existential conversations about writing and perspective and creativity. Mm-hmm. And I realized I loved yeah. that, you know, how much fun it was. And then I realized... When I started to teach, well, how am I supposed to communicate what is important about this thing that I just do without mm-hmm. thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, how to put it into words. It was such a challenge. And what I've learned from doing it is how meaningful it is to me and how meaningful it is for other people. And so in teaching, I've come to really see the value of creating. Mm-hmm. And, and even in watching what it does for students, how to see somebody come through a breakthrough yeah. block or to see somebody who was really shy, really afraid of their voice start to mm-hmm. embrace it and stand in it, to see people get unafraid and accurate with their language, you know, or, or, with, or make creative choices melodically to really just expand and grow as human beings. Mm-hmm. That's what music gives us a medium to do and at the same time outside of your personal growth as a person creating it you're reaching out to other people and making them feel less alone I mean I'm sorry that's pretty yeah huge (laughs) so to be part of something that that does that you know it's it's medicine Mm -hmm. it's medicinal to me it's healing it's just as valid and so teaching has helped me really respect what I've been doing all these years more than I gosh I'm like I wish I you know more than I did Mm -hmm. and and the and the value of it the value of of it can and my and my sincere deep um desire for Mm -hmm. the craft of it to continue of creating and writing really understanding that this is vital to humanity I know it sounds lofty and crazy but that's what I think you know I second that yeah so I've learned a lot about just why music is Mm -hmm. important you know and how it's important and the different ways even for the people who make it what it does for you as a person 
and the people around you and your relationships. And just imagine if everyone in the world could exercise their creative yeah, instincts wow. and their voice and looking at language and thinking about how to communicate things in a clear mm -hmm. way or in an interesting way mm -hmm. or in a deliberate or an intentional way, you know, and intention really being such a huge part of this too. Um, that's what we learn as writers and even as teachers of, of something. So, and there's a lot of people in the population that don't think mm -hmm. that way or don't have, don't get a chance to. <laughs> would love it if they could you know but you know they're busy or they're doing other stuff so I just find it I actually love when I get songwriting students especially at the college mm. who aren't music majors I love it mm -hmm. I love it and you know because I'm like oh gosh they're gonna go back you know to like yeah. psychology or sociology and it's it's just gonna help them you know overall with communication yeah I love that you mentioned communication because I've had this conversation with Rachel, actually, how just, of course, songwriting, like learning about songwriting helps in a music sense, but just in other ways, like mm -hmm. being a being a good communicator is like, you know how to express yourself and say what you mean in a way that like makes sense and is specific. And also, you know how to receive that from other people. I feel like that is the biggest thing mm -hmm. that, yeah. like, I don't know, has helped from songwriting, like, for me in all aspects of my life. That's awesome. I totally agree with that. And for that reason, I wish I had started collaborating earlier. Like, you all are <laughs> collaborating now, which is just so great. It took me so long, because I used to be so mm -hmm. scared and precious with my ideas, mm -hmm. and I would write the songs only by mm -hmm. myself, but I think I only became a better writer when I started writing with other people. Yeah. Did you only start writing with other people once you moved to L.A.? Mm -hmm. yeah and once I got a record deal that's when I started really and and the process of you know kind of auditioning for that group and, mm -hmm. and then I got kind of put in a group and um there was like a little bit of it you know with like one mm -hmm. other person <laughs> and and like but it was really hard for me and I was kind of still like initiating a yeah. lot of it mm -hmm. you know had some control <laughs> issues to work through <laughs> to get to my like chill place now but uh <laughs> you know it was scary so but I I was in a way kind of just hindering my own growth yeah you know? co-writing is insane like the first time I co-wrote or like met other songwriters at all was it like a month before NYU I did a did a mm -hmm. like the Trimble House songwriting series with like Cara DiGuardia in Nashville and I went to that because oh, wow. I, like, had just applied to all these things that summer, and I didn't know any other musicians, and I went. And the first night was, like, uh, just we went around and all played original songs, and people were just, like, talking about writing and stuff. And everyone was there, everyone there was, like, older than me. It was a lot of Berkeley students because Kara teaches at Berkeley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I came back to the hotel with my dad, and I was just like, what? Like, there's people out there. <laughs> <laughs> that like do this too what? i was like no way they totally i <laughs> could talk blown. to them about yeah. things that i just couldn't express to anybody before and it was insane and yeah i know it's so cool it's so exciting and it's awesome it's a real privilege to get yeah to do this you know it's i just it's a privilege it's a it's a pleasure but it's a privilege it's yeah. you know i really don't take it lightly you know how I've somehow managed to keep myself in different versions mm -hmm. or variations of you know music and creative 
um, work for so many years. It's it's a mm-hmm. blessing, really. Our last question for you, unfortunately, the mm-hmm. last question because we Sad. never want to <laughs> let you go. <laughs> Not the last question ever. Just the last right, question. No. <laughs> like, this, yeah, for this, yeah, yeah, for this moment in time, but. <laughs> So new music, ooh, I can't speak. <laughs> new musicians often have a very idealized vision of what the music industry looks like and what a career in yeah. music looks like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how has your time in music, like, how's your career in music been different from what you actually thought music was like going in? Yeah, the expectations. Um, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, well, it's le- well in a way. It's less scary than I mm. thought it was. It's yeah. people. You know, I I had no understanding of the music business. Again, I grew up in Ohio and just like very normal kind of blue collar working class family. Mm-hmm. Didn't know, have no uncles <laughs> in entertainment. You know, I didn't know. Um, and so the mu- idea of the music industry, the music business was really yeah. intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. And I was really scared when I got signed because I was so young. And so I wanted to make people happy I wanted to do things right and I you know sometimes to my own um you know ignoring like signs or signals in my gut about things because I was just so intimidated by yeah this is the label or this is your manager and then like these big scary Mm -hmm. shadows Mm -hmm. but a shadow is bigger than the thing it's actually (laughs) representing you know that's, oh, that was good. I was just going to say, that um, was smart. <laughs> Where's the journal? You re- we recorded this, right? Okay. Yes. Everyone can use it. Just, like, give a shout out. I'm like, oh, wow. Um, I'm glad this was recorded. I'm still focusing on, like, that's a song. What's it go? What's the concept? Um, but, but and, and, and over time, you know, as I went through my first record deal where that kind of collapsed, I toured, made a record that, you know, ugh, you know, it was hard. I learned a lot, second record deal. What I started to learn is it's not as scary and intimidating and I'm not as powerless mm-hmm. as I thought. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and I, I don't, I, has, I almost said as, was, as I was made to feel, but I, that involves that it's malicious and I'm not sure that it is all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it's kind of set up. Yeah. You know, you've watched yeah. The Wizard of Oz, you know, and he's kind of just like, hiding behind he's it's like you had the power in you all along you know that's that's what I feel about the music industry you know and but I feel like that's Mm. changing now and that people don't value um not everyone values this kind of big idea of a record label as much as they used to Mm -hmm. or a manager as much as they used to because you know what your friend might do a better job managing you because they know who you are Mm -hmm. they're connected to what's really happening they're on (laughs) tiktok you know they're like so your friend might do your friend might Mm -hmm. do a better job you know Mm -hmm. at first and you know until you get to where you really need somebody okay who's got the contact at live nation okay you know but those people could end up coming to your friend you know Mm -hmm. so it's I just think that part of demystifying this kind of mystery and intrigue, mm-hmm. you know, bit smoke and mirrors, that's changing. And I think that's good. You know, I think because it's really about people in positions and where that kind of yeah. comes from is ego. 
and people wanting it to seem like, well, you know, it's right. <laughs> must come to me for, you know, I am the gatekeeper and the gate only right. opens when I say it does. And so for me, it's just, I think it's been that it's become less scary. And I've understood that I can be more in control of my path and my mm. destiny than I thought. And that I can say no and I don't have to apologize and feel guilty and Mm -hmm. feel nervous you know I can say yes and feel good you know and I say yes (laughs) I used to say yes all the time I say yes a lot less um but you know also knowing that you could say no to something that Mm -hmm. was a huge learning thing for me I used to you know that wasn't really in my vocabulary right 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 you know and a lot of uh you know my voice would go up really high that's when I know I'm like uncomfortable you know I'm like uh oh something's off here well you are so wise thank you for being on the show I feel so calm yeah that was a really do you feel comforting and to this conversation (laughs) it worked I'm hypnotizing you right now you're getting sleepy (laughs) yeah I mean it is possible it is possible you just stay the course and you believe it that you can do it and you just you just keep doing it you ca- I always think that activity creates you know it's this is a chemistry you know mm-hmm. a physics thing you know activity you know an action creates a reaction yeah. or something mm-hmm. I dropped out of <laughs> engineering so I could be getting it wrong but you know something along those lines yeah you yeah. know you get you get yeah. what I'm saying but like just doing things you know it's like mm-hmm. ripples you know in a pond gosh i have yeah, these writer. metaphors are these, great like, <laughs> maybe maybe not so sure. <laughs> but like just doing things okay writing i love how much you all are writing with each other and collaborating like that's so important because you just don't know where yeah. that will go that's putting it out into the world and finding all these different ways to put that energy out there put your talent out there that to me is what makes a life in this and a career in this is continual um, action and creation. And, and the more that you do that, you're going to realize, oh, mm-hmm. little dots connect together and things happen from, oh, because I did that. That led to this because this person yeah. heard that mm-hmm. and that, this person heard that. Like that's, but if you don't do anything, right. nothing happens. Yeah. So you got to do something. You got to write the song. You've got to release the song let people hear this song you've got to create a podcast brilliant genius wonderful thank you right the world needs it but you're also on it like you've got to do just do everything in your heart to you know any idea don't think it's crazy don't think it's silly it's you're you have great instincts clearly you know as creators that's what mm-hmm. you have is your instinct so you want to trust it go with it see where it leads you there's no wrong place i think there's no bad choices Mm -hmm. you can just Mm -hmm. make a different choice you know yeah but make a choice wow i'm so inspired i'm gonna listen to this episode like seven times (laughs) let's go save the world songwriting saves the world oh my gosh well thank you so much for being on the show (laughs) thank you oh you're so welcome you're so welcome i really was so happy to 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 see you know i follow (laughs) the songwriting saves the world um as every (laughs) mentioned um just saying that and um, I was so happy to get the invitation. I love talking about these things. I think it's so important. And, and I love the work that you're doing. You're spreading thank a love you. of creating. And it's, it's awesome. <laughs> so thank I'm you. Thank you for what you do. 
Okay, song of the week and woman of the week. Anik, do you want to go first? Mm. Yes. My song of the week this week is Pick Me Up. <gasps> I was hoping you would pick Lachner. that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And co-written by the lovely Sasha Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> this is my song of the week because I've been jamming out to it since they wrote it. You know, super happy to have that inside scoop and get to <laughs> listen to things before they're out. Um, it's just such a fun song and it feels like, um, I can't, I don't know why my brain has been malfunctioning for the past couple days. You're but doing great. Am yeah. I? No, it's such a great song and it feels very like fun but chill at the same time, which I love. Mm. It's like a ride of kind of like a nice chill and then you're like, yeah. oh, this is so much fun. And yeah, you know, beautiful writing as always because you guys are incredibly talented. And you guys should definitely go stream it because it's a fantastic song. Yeah, definitely do that. Thank you, Anik. Thank you for that hype up. You know, real recognizes real. (laughs) It's just a great song. Stream Pick Me Up by Rachel Bachner. Stream it now. Um, My song of the week is, um, no one's surprised, by no one I mean you and me, um, Latest Ghost by Lauren Aquilina. I'm really sorry if I said that wrong. Aquilina. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's like the 1975 mixed with Phoebe Bridgers is how I feel like I could describe it. And if you know yeah. me, you know that there is not a better combo. You could not name yeah. a combo that I would love more. <laughs> I think that's a perfect description. It's just like the production is like the 1975, but then her melodies and her lyrics are like Phoebe. I read like the lyric genius thing about how Lauren wrote this and she was like, I wrote all the lyrics first and I just wanted to write a visual poem about how it feels to have so many people in your life that for whatever reason are not in your life anymore. Like people that you loved and who aren't there Mm -hmm. and how it feels like you have this collection of ghosts with you all the time. And I was like, that is scary and sad and beautiful and I just love it. So that's my song of the week. It's a great song. Definitely stream that, yeah. too. <laughs> Ghost Sasha World Simpson, by like, Lauren Aquilina. <laughs> yeah, really good. Listen to Pick Me Up yeah, first, though. Definitely. But Pick Me Up is a listen different vibe. After. You might have to listen to Pick Me Up yeah. after also to Actually, yeah, good point. You might up. need to pick me up. <laughs> My woman of the week this week is Charlotte Lawrence. Mm. She is a singer from L.A. and a songwriter as well and a model. She does, wears different hats. Yeah. Um, I first discovered her when you know the song psychopath and it's charlotte lawrence sasha sloan yeah. and nina nesbitt and i really liked the song and so i had looked into charlotte lawrence and i think she has beautiful voice and i love her writing and so because of that she is my woman of the week and you should check her out my woman of the week is valentina Blancieri. i'm also really sad i'm really sorry if i said that wrong i have picked two people this week that i not quite sure to pronounce their names but she's an artist, songwriter, and producer, and she does production tutorials on YouTube. And I'm talking about her today mm. because she saves my life. She saves my <laughs> life on the regular. And I tell you this, I'm currently producing two songs for Anique, and Valentina oh. is the only reason this is happening. Valentina <laughs> is a genius. She's very knowledgeable. She can explain production concepts in a really direct and accessible way. And I really love her. And her music is also really cool, so go check her out on her youtube channel and her music thank you guys for listening to that episode see you next week <laughs> see you next week Even in the dark, I see your face.